Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. You wake up, you want, you want curry, curry, and rice Sunday morning. You need deliverance. You need deliverance. Sunday morning rice. Then when you come to the church, you jumping up, jumping up, doing praise and worship because you've eaten rice. The day you don't eat rice, you don't jump like that. <laughs> then, you know what? After the jumping up, when Pastor started preaching, Then you go home and you say, oh, church was very nice today. You slept throughout the sermon. How can church be nice? Yeah. So some of you, again, it's a shame that you've been around for a long time, but you can't control your stomach. And can't control your bladder. Because that's also another problem. When the pastor is preaching, that's why you want to go and pee. What story is that? You have to sit down. You see, when you go and pee, you miss something, you know. Think about it. And God is a God. He doesn't force you. He will do things when he wants to do it. You have to wait around for him. So you have to see the preaching are so important. I don't know why you want to come to church and go and pee. I don't, I don't understand that. Pee before you enter the church. Just as you go and look at your face before you come, pee before you come. Don't get up and go and use the washroom when the man of God is preaching. You are not matured. You are still a child. A baby. It's a baby who can't control her pee feelings. If you sit in a bus from Trafalgar to Georgetown, you said a bus driver, please stop, I want pee. Where are you going to pee? In a bush? That's how you behave? You frightening Adam things that could crawl up, crawl up? <laughs> I'm letting my dad, my girl, release. <laughs> yeah, you frightened her? You see that in the bus? You be, even some of you, you be quiet. The bus driver will play stupid music loud. And you, a Christian elder in the church, you won't say nothing. Tapping your feet on top of it. That's a <laughs> Until you reach Georgetown. You come to the church, just a little half an hour, you want to go pee? You want answering your phone? You have to understand those things. I'm saying that there must be an environment created, not just by the pastor, but also by the mature people in the church to allow sheep to lie down. So you'll be surprised when you see sheep lying down, what has gone ahead for them to be able to lie down. 
I want to give you some, some of those points. Number one, what makes sheep lie down? Number one, sheep will lie down when they are free from fear. When they are free from fear. Remember the scripture says that he maketh me to lie down. Two things you can deduce from that. He is the one who is able to control me to lie down, number one. And number two, he's the one who is able to take away fear from my environment so I can lie down comfortably. Because when a sheep can lie down, it means that they are free from the fear of predators. Because lions can be around and sheep can be very sensitive. There can be lions, there can be tigers, there can be these coyotes and things that can easily eat them up. And so when a sheep lies down after grazing, it means that they don't sense those predators around. And that condition is created by the shepherd. So for example, as a pastor, you know, you should be able to, or as a leader who has people, you should be able to find out some of the problems around that is not making people comfortable in the church. And sometimes there are some genuine problems that are not allowing people to become permanent members in the church. Somebody didn't come to church, not because they didn't want to come to church, but because of something that they are not comfortable with. Are you with me? Oh, are you there? One little girl messaged me and said, Bishop, this big man say he like me. I said, who is that? And the girl mentioned the, the, the guy's name. I said, what? A big man like little children. In the church. In the church. So what do you do as a shepherd? The little girl feels uncomfortable because this big man like little children. Little girls. So the man troubling she. Now if the shepherd does not put something in place, you see that at a point, the little girl will say, you know what? Man, I don't want to go to church anymore because when I go, the church that you're supposed to go and serve God, this big man watching me, watching me, winking, 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 blinking, 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 mean like the... (laughs) So when I hear those things, number one, I can do two things. Number one, I can call the big man and say, big man, come. (laughs) Come. Let me tell you something. We don't do those things here, okay? We don't go around collecting little girls' numbers and messaging in the night, wham, 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 baby. How can you call a church sister baby? What's wrong with you? Which school did you go to? So we don't behave like that as Christians. So the first thing I'll do is either I'll call the guy and sort him out and correct him and and abuse him. Abuse him and pray for him for his sins to be forgiven. I said, don't do that again. Or I'll preach and I'll mention it. I said, some of you people, when you come to this church, and some little guys, you take their numbers and you are calling them asking, one baby. I can choose that other side also. But whatever the case is, it must be addressed. 
you have to look into things. You have to put things in place so that people will feel comfortable. Let me caution you that sometimes people, because people know that you, you sort out problems, they always want to bring problems. So some, at the point, you also have to say, you, you, you are, sit down, be quiet and sit down also. You have to always balance things because sometimes people will always bring problems. Always got to complain. Because they know that when you come to the pastor, yes, he will address it. He even preach about it and abuse people. So let me, let me go and give him more things to abuse people about. When you come one, two, I say, girlfriend, you like complain too much. Shut up. Sit down in the church and be happy. Go and pray or go and fast or do something. Because you can sense that the person wants to use that as, as, as a leeway to always kind of come and get you, get you worked up and, and, and things like that. You can't entertain that too much. And so sheep will lie down when they are free from fear. When you see a lot of sheep lying down, it's because they feel comfortable that there's no enemy around. Number two, sheep will lie down when there is no tension with others of their kind. Winchester, are you there? There's no tension with others of their kind. Now, if you are experienced in church, you know that many a times people have things going on in the church among themselves. <laughs> somebody will come, when they see somebody sitting here, they want to sit here. Even if you tell them, sit here, say, no, I won't sit here. You can feel that something ain't right. They ain't talking. They are in the church and they are not talking. They see each other on the, on the road and then they pass each other straight. Especially if one of them is doing anything in the church like playing a role in front of the congregation. Some people will choose to come to church after the person has finished playing their role. If she's a worship leader that you don't, you don't uh, speak to, you will never come for worship time. You come after praise and worship. Because you don't want she, you don't want she tell you lift up your hands and who should lift up their hands. <laughs> lift up me hands, I see child. <laughs> now the church has become home, parent, mommy, daddy. That's what the church has become. So you see that people. People stay in the church. The church begins to grow. The church begins to increase when people don't feel tension among themselves. Where there's fighting, people don't stay there. People don't like going to a church where when you come out there at the bashed, you are talking about what happened at God's grace the Sunday before. When you go to the market, you are talking about some lady, something in the church. The people out there, when they hear those things, they don't want to come to the church. Because they say, oh, if this is the church that you go to, if this is what you are, talking, you are talking about, then I don't want to be part of such a group. So tension among church members and tension in the church prevents sheep from lying down. In other words, prevent the church from growing. Are you with me? 
So what's number one? Sheep will lie down when they are free from fear. Don't scare people in the church. Yeah, sometimes your dressing can scare people away. Yeah. Your wig, your eye wig, your lipstick. Hey. It's very scary. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a time, I think it was in Georgetown. Can I have some more volume? I had never seen a white lipstick before. I saw a lady dress up with white lipstick. I said, What? A white lipstick. Yeah. You believe? White lipstick? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure it was matching some white shoes she was wearing. <laughs> you know the ladies. You like matching up. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Number three. We're closing for the first session. Sheep will lie down when they are not tormented by flies or parasites. When they are not tormented by flies or parasites. Flies or parasites. Sheep will lie down when they are not tormented by flies or parasites. Are you following the teaching? Jesus is building his church. The building means more people are coming. We will not extend this place and then expect that nobody comes. The extension means that we are working with God in enlarging our coast, enlarging our tents for more people to come. For more people to come, we have to ensure that they, there is no fear. That in that church, it's only uh, this. If you are not black, if you are not Indian, if you are not this. No, 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 no. We can't have that in the church. There should be no fear so that when people come, they will be comfortable. If we are going to have more people come in the church to grow. I see, you see, I see this, whole, this place filled up. I mean, Pastor Sam will have to either do another extension or, or squeeze something. Something. I tell you. Something nice is happening here. Hallelujah. But let's be careful that we don't allow tension. The worship group. Sometimes women like fighting. Yeah. Women like fighting. Yeah, they like, yeah. Especially the dark colored ones. <laughs> yeah. No, black women like fighting more than any other race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Jealousy, envy, name talking. Oh, black women—they are number one in this thing. Wait, I'm black. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
Women in general like talking. Yeah, and fighting. And sometimes women will say things. So, for example, it's even now that things have changed a bit. In our church for so many years, we do not use women to welcome people to the church. Yes. Because sometimes when a woman is even menstruating, is seeing her monthly, her face doesn't look nice. She gets crotchety. So she's at the door, entrance, supposed to welcome people to church, God's house Sunday morning. But she's bleeding and she gets belly pain. So as you are coming to the church, she ain't even looking at you. Is she belly pain she's thinking about? You too, when you see her and she doesn't say anything to you, pass say, like that woman got a problem with me or something. <laughs> From that day, the lady who has come to church and saw you, that you didn't say, because she saw you say, oh, hello, you are welcome to the first person who entered. And then when it got to you, she looking somewhere. Because belly pain will come. And you don't understand all of that, so you take it that the person doesn't want to welcome you to the house of the Lord. So even as you're in the church, you, you rage, you rage, come, you, you, you vex, vex. As pastor is preaching, you're you, you getting the vibes. <laughs> Your whole Sunday has been spoiled. The next thing you do is that you tell your friend about the lady who was standing at the entrance, how she looked somewhere when you were entering the church. So men don't get monthly belly pains. So we decided in our church to put men at the entrance. So that when your belly pain comes, you sit down right there in the church. Because it's natural. You can't force a woman who is going through hormonal disturbances to smile. You tell the pastor, you don't understand. You're not a woman. You don't understand. So I'm a man. I understand man. So let me put man right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll put woman to do what I think woman can do. But because of this natural, biological, you know, kind of <laughs> body situations, you have to be careful even women where you position them. It can bring tension and it can drive people away from the church. One person has to just go and say something bad about your church and then the whole thing is coming down. Sometimes it takes just one person to go and say something bad out there. Just as it will take one person to say something good out there for people to come. The opposite is also true. Where somebody will say something negative about the church and nobody wants to come to the church. Our church in Georgetown for years, we have been called a church that breaks families. You know in Guyana, Guyana we like family. Everything is family. They say family is above everything. Families. In Guyana, we say family is everything. Until you go inside the family, you realize that it's beer corruption in the family. Yeah, they, 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 but they don't talk about that, you know. Sheer corruption. Nothing good happening, but they say family is everything. Let's be real. It's a church family that is everything. Yeah, church family that is everything. Are you with me? So when people come to the church and then sometimes their, their parents or someone say, oh, the church is a good, it's not a good church. It's a bad church. Why are you going to the church? They want the people to leave the church and they say, you know what? I like the church. I love the church. I don't see anything wrong with the church. 
then we are later accused as people who divide families. But the person who comes to the church who has chosen to stay in the church, the pastor is not going around saying that, break up from your family. We don't do those things. So sheep will lie down when there's no tension with others. Number three is what? Sheep will lie down when they are not tormented by flies or parasites. Look at it this way. I'm sure many of us have experienced it before. When you are lying down comfortably, you want to sleep. And you hear this little mosquito singing. When you are not ready to go to church, mosquito is singing. And it comes into your ears. You can't sleep. Sometimes you have to slap yourself. Ow! Thinking that you will catch the mosquito. In the same way, when sheep lie down, they can't relax when flies fly around their ears. They also, you know, like that, flip their ears. It's, it's very uncomfortable. So they can't lie down. Are you there? So flies or parasites, even their, 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 their wool, their, their, their flesh, parasites can can inhabit it and then you know, kind of eat them and trouble them. You, you can't, you can't. He said they try to scratch, scratch, scratch. It's very uncomfortable to lie down comfortably when there's, you have parasites and you have flies flying around. What does that mean? It means that most of the time, our members don't stay because of demons. It's de- it has demonic origins. Sometimes the church is not growing, not because the church can't grow. It's because there's a baku right at the entrance of the door. Entrance to the church. Oh, it's true. It's true. There's one of our churches in another country. One day, one of the pastors was telling me the Lord opened their eyes. They saw a vision. It was a big crapo at the entrance of the church. Big crapo. Kapo, that is bigger than a human being. At the main entrance. There are many churches that have demons, demonic forces and demonic powers at the entrance to the church. That is preventing people from entering the place. If you dare enter the church, they will do something, they will cause something, they will aggravate you so that you leave the church. Building the church is a fight. Jesus said, I will build the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, which means that the building of the church is a fight. It's warfare. It's not something that just happens. You have to fight for it to happen. And so when you see that the church is not growing, it's not you, it's not the people, it's some baku. It's true. Sometimes the area where the church is at, the demons have come together the witches have come together. They said this church, they will never allow it to work. So you see people come and they sleep. People are in the church and then they are sleeping. You don't hear anything. People don't like prayer. People don't. There's a particular lady in our church. She's left the church now. But for many years, for many years, she said that anytime Sunday is approaching, she's so happy. 
But on Sunday morning to leave her house is so difficult. She says when he manages to leave, when she leaves the house, it's like she's dragging herself out of that. She's dragging, literally dragging herself. She says when she gets to the entrance of the church, it's like go back home. All that she's able to do, she manages to enter and sit at the back of the church. She says, when she finally enters the church, she ain't able no more. She can't go further than the last seat. I'm talking about sheep not lying down comfortably because of flies and parasites. The next thing she tells me is that she doesn't hear anything when I'm preaching. Doesn't hear anything. So it's a fight to come to church. She manages to come to church. She is prevented from coming close to even be able to participate and flow. She's kept at the back of the church and she doesn't hear anything. So we have wondered in the church, how come she's always causing trouble? That lady is a trouble person. Oh, when the usher sees her coming, they said, they said, don't tell she where she got to sit. Let she, let she sit somewhere, anywhere she wants to sit. Trouble, and she'll come with her children, like a gang. They won't participate in anything. They won't move. They'll sit at the back. Come Sunday after Sunday. At the point, I asked myself, what do they come here for? Offering, they won't get up. You know this type of offering where mother will give the money to the children to come and give the offering? Like God said, tell God I ain't able to come. Give it to God for me. Many people do that. They give the money to the children. Go and give it for me. What? Who gave you those legs? Who gave you the life you have? Who woke you up this morning? That you are so big, you can't even stand up and, and sing a song to worship God. That when it's offering time, you will able to get up. You're a big woman. Stop those things, you know. Because one day, you will not be able to get up ever. God will take the energy away permanently. Because you don't need it. What do you need it for? When he gave it to you, to come and give him offering in the church, you enable, you send in little children. Why can you not get up and, and, and serve God yourself? Give the offering to God from a grateful heart yourself. Many of those things are demonic. So this person cannot stay in the church because the flies and the parasites are so strong that she did. So when she comes around the church, she, she irritates us. And she changes my preaching. Can you imagine I prepared my message for Sunday morning and then you come and you change my message? You got to be a devil. Are you following the points? The last one for this morning session. Sheep will lie down when they are free from hunger. Hunger. Stomach, belly hunger. Hungry belly. (laughs) Sheep will lie down when they are free from hunger. They are not hungry. And this is not feeding. There's no feeding. 
is not feeding. This is the food you eat spiritually. You see, when, when the church members like the message we preach in the church, they will stay. You buy food from the restaurant you like. You never buy food from a restaurant that you don't like the food from. People eat where they are comfortable. And when they feel comfortable and they are satisfied after eating, they will always come back to the place. That's why people like Campton and all these people, they become popular because as the people drink the porridge and the soup, they say, there's no soup like Campton soup. I'm sure here in, in the village, there is somebody who cooks something that many people go there to buy food. Is there something like that? A place like a, a food or a shop, a store, somewhere that many people go to because the food is good? Do we have something like that? Is there anything like that in this village? Up the road? Uh-huh. What, what do they sell? Get up. Up, 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 up. Yeah, let me help you. Good. Uh-huh. Right. Is it is it good? Do you go there? Do you buy food from there? No. Then it's not good. <laughs> but no, the young lady has an example. There's a place where many people go to. I mean, of course, in the village, most people cook, isn't it? A village or outside George. It's George and people who are lazy. Number one. Who number two can't cook? <laughs> so they're like buying rice from the Chinese shop that's why there's no Chinese restaurant here because they don't get money people cook in the, in the, in the villages Judge some people don't cook they want Chinese man to cook for them and they'll buy from Chinese man fried rice, half box kids meal, half half mixed half mixed Means they are, they've not cooked. They are not cooking. If you come to the villages, most of the families and the homes, they cook. So you might not have a lot of these things. But it, it is a common thing that whenever the food you eat, wherever you eat it from is good, you go there consistently. And so if our church messages are going to be good, if you're going to feed the people well, they'll keep coming. The Lord spoke to me about a pastor friend the Lord told me that I should tell him that he should learn how to preach well. So I, w- I went to see him and I told him. He was very surprised. He said, he, you know, he's been checking himself. He's checking himself. He's checking himself. And he said, thank you. And he said, he's checking himself. I realized that he didn't, he didn't even understand what I said. It was even myself, when I left his office, that is when I understood where her problem, his problem is. Because he said that, he said he takes his time and he allows the Holy Spirit to lead him to prepare his message. That's when I realized that something is wrong. Why do I say that? He doesn't seem to have a source. His source is the Holy Spirit. There's nothing like the Holy Spirit in preparing messages. There are books. There are preachers out there. You have to listen to somebody and preach what they are preaching. When you say Holy Spirit, you are ignoring all the people the Holy Spirit has given to us. And you are going direct. Which has given room for error. Because the Lord says that he's not preaching his word. I should tell him. And it's very difficult to tell a pastor who feels that he's called, 
who believes that he has a church to tell him that his preaching is not good. <laughs> they got to be anointed to And I went to tell him. It was when I left the office that I realized that the error is in what he's trying to do. He is not learning to preach or preaching from any source. He wants to preach from the Holy Ghost himself. Let me tell you, it's not easy to listen to the Holy Ghost every week. It's easier. I've been preaching for a couple of hours. Not because I got something from the Holy Spirit. Because I read a book. And then I'm just explaining what I understand by reading. You are putting books aside and say, Lord, this Sunday, what should I tell the people? Faith. Okay, faith. Ah, lasso tolobo. How do you even build around the word faith? It's difficult. But I can also speak to the Lord as the Lord Macarius. <laughs> Macarius. Macarius. Mini, 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 mo. All right. This looks like a very long topic. I, I think I want to preach from here. Easy. He that hath, to him shall be given. And he that hath not, from him shall be taken. Even that which he hath. Somebody has broken down the verse into pages. I'm sure if I learn to preach well, you'll be blessed. If I read and understand and I make notes and I, I do a little bit of research and things, I believe I can be a better preacher than to sit down and say, Lord, speak to my heart this Sunday. Lord, the people are hungry. I'm waiting for you. I've been there before where Sunday morning is when you get something. And then you say, Wow. So you go and preach and you say, okay, I want to introduce the subject this morning. We'll continue next week. Not because it's long ago. It's because you don't have enough information. <laughs> so you have to do an introduction <laughs> so that you prepare better next week. I've done some before. Oh, yes. I say, you know what? I just want to do an introduction. It's because I don't have no point. I only have the topic. <laughs> I have not completed my research to even divide the, the, the research into point A, why, how, what to. So, and, I, and it's Sunday morning. So I have to be, I have to maneuver so that people think that I'm a very powerful preacher. But God knows what I'm doing. He knows that by what you're doing is not what I want. If you were to receive another person and take his book or take his videos and listen to them and write notes and preach, you do far better. So if you're a preacher here, you should learn to speak and preach well. Amen? Are you getting hungry? I can see it. So from today, you are going to watch over people and you have to find something to tell them. Amen? And if pastor puts you over people, you have to tell them the things that pastor has been teaching you about. You have to parrot the message. Because you can't tell them something different. It's not your congregation. It's not your people. So you should be a good messenger. Jesus said, what I hear from the father, that's what I say. So you can't say something that pastor is not saying. Oh, you have brought some revelation about deliverance. It's the way pastor is even doing deliverance. That's not how we do it. Deliverance, you jump so. And then you jump so. 
no, no. You're bringing something different. When you are supposed to be helping to gather and to be faithful in gathering. So number one, what to make the people stay in the church for the church to grow is that the sheep, the members, should be what? Free from fear. There shouldn't be fear in the church. All right? Sometimes some of you, the ladies, maybe the pastor's wife, or maybe the, the head of the women's fellowship, the way you walk around, the power over you, the, the power is too much. When you give a woman power, they can really enjoy it. Yes, even when they walk, you see that she's the most powerful woman around. Hey, hey, hey. No, please, don't bring fear in the church, I beg you. The people say, if you see something about she, how Pastor Gomblaze you, Pastor Gomblaze, so people become afraid. No, no. Sheep will lie down when there's no tension with others of the kind. No tension among church members. We are all brothers and sisters in the Lord. And then sheep will lie down when they are not tormented by flies. That's why now and then you need to apply oil. Yes, now and then you need to put oil on your head. Because the shepherd used to apply oil on the head of the sheep. So that the source that kind of developed on their head, flies wouldn't trouble the sheep by... The, the flies come because there are some the wounds. And so when they put the oil with spice in it over the head of the sheep, it keeps the flies away. So now and then, you have to anoint the people. Anointing service. Chapel pastors. You have to conduct your own anointing service. Nobody cast, I, will, I should come and cast out the devils for you? No, 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 no. Yeah, man? No, 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 no. Uh, 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 uh. You stay there with your members and the devils. <laughs> if you're a good shepherd, you take care of the flies and the parasites that are disturbing your white sheep, your brown sheep, your ram, your she-goat, all of them that you have, you love. As you see the flies disturbing them, you do something about it. Sheep will lie down when they are free from hunger. I'm sure after lunch, you'll be more comfortable to continue to listen to what I have to say. Now I see that some worms are, have woken up. <laughs> some people's worms, stomach worms have woken up. And then they are very restless now. They are looking at their watch. They are wondering what time is the man going to break? When, when, is, when is the break time? You see, when you have not eaten and you are not satisfied, you are rest, we are restless. I'm just some of you, if you want water to drink, some of you, you are thirsty for some juice. And so you're waiting to see when I will close. I'm closing right now. Amen. God bless you. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301. Or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.